I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome back to Canto Bite Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany, and joining me today, as always, is my friend Emily Lind. Hi, Emily. Hi, Brittany. How are you? Um, I'm here. How are you? I'm good. I just drove like three hours to drive back to San Diego from LA, so that was wild. Oh yeah, you were you were at the Steel Wars show. Yes, I was. The Steel Wars show covering um, the Star Wars Rebels series finale. And it was a fun time. Like, like I swear, just like some things that they said were just so funny. I think it's just because it's like I'm always talking about Rebels. And it just like I connected with everyone just like kind of like bashing it kind of. But at the same time, it's like respecting it as a series. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, well, this happened, but this happened. And I, I thought it was really great. And a lot of people were there. Everyone from the Sith list was there. They brought some of their friends. Rashad from Will Communication. Amanda Ward, Jason Ward. Sal. Like, a bunch of people were there. And it was a really fun time. Oh, cool. That sounds like a very fun time. I know, yeah. Drank a, a lot. I was really tired, though, because, like, I had woken up, like, really early to drive to L.A. to avoid the rain. And, of course, right as I was um, leaving my house, it started raining. So I'm like, cool, I guess I'm not avoiding rain this whole <laughs> trip. But, no, honestly, it was really fun. It's always awesome hanging out with everyone, and it makes me really happy. Yeah, that's always it's always fun to be around Star Wars people. And Steel's live shows are always a good time. Oh, my God. And they always are. I always love like talking to Seal afterwards too, because he's just so fucking funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, one would hope it's it's you know kind of his job, but I guess. <laughs> oh, he's great. Everyone's great though. You know, everyone's just so sweet and so you know, like how are you doing? Like people are like, oh, how's the podcast? And I'm like, it's good. Thanks. And they're like, oh, how's Emily? And I'm like, I love Emily so Aww. much. <laughs> Yeah, everyone there was asking about you, so they all say hello. Oh, that's good. I think we sent you a drunk <laughs> message. <laughs> I was actually just about to ask if you remembered that or not. <laughs> kind of. I want to see what time I got that. Because I did, at one point, I was tweeted. And it was... It was pretty late. Oh, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't actually very late. It was only like... It was a little, like, around 11, but just a yeah. nice little video. Everyone seemed pretty drunk. 
Yeah, I almost I I wish I was more drunk because I was more like tired than drunk. And I was like, I'm here to have a good time or whatever. But like, I just felt like I was just like such a not a buzzkill. But I was just like, I want to be here. But my brain is like fall asleep. Yeah, like I'm looking at my messages and at 8.21 p.m. OMG, Emily, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a little bit random. (laughs) It's never random. It's always an appropriate time to tell Emily that you love her, like any time in the day. That's an everyday thing. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed that little video. I don't remember what I did. I think I brought up Bob Ross the Porg and I was like, Bob Ross the Porg or something weird. Um, okay, no, but that's that's nice to know about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, speaking oh. of I got a new porg. Oh you did? I got the um the Target exclusive Funko Pop with the spread wings. And oh, nice. it's, its name is Monkey. Aww. For reasons I love Monkey. that I don't know, but its name is Monkey. <laughs> Monkey. I like it. That's a that's a cute name for a porg. Like I'm looking here at uh Steve Pork Shemmy and his eye is like barely on. It's still a, St- a Steve Pork Shemmy update, but yeah, his eye is still it's just hanging on by a thread, but I love Monkey the Porg. That's a good name for a porg actually. That is a good name. Well, we have a kind of a little, like a, a medium medium amount of info to talk about today. Um, it was announced on the eighth of March that John Favreau is going to produce and write a live action Star Wars series. Yeah. Um, <laughs> look, putting everything <laughs> else aside. How is one of the biggest media companies there is, maybe the biggest, you know, they make movies that make billions of dollars. How are they so bad at tone that amidst all of the controversy of them not having diverse hires, they would announce the John Fabro thing on International Women's Day. Yeah, like that was one of the things that like when I first saw it, I was like, oh my God, cool, exciting. And then I'm like, wait, today's International Women's Day and John Favreau's a dude. It's so tone deaf. And even in like the... You know, the official statement, like, John brings a perfect mix of producing and writing talent combined with the fluency of Star Wars Universe. The series will allow John a chance to work with a diverse group of writers and directors to give Lucasfilm the opportunity to build a diverse talent base. Like, even in the official statement, it's just... Uh, like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm genuinely, like, excited for John Favreau mm-hmm. to do something, like, with Star Wars. But it's it's hard for me to be excited sometimes when stuff like this keeps going on. Especially, you know, why do they have to come out with this this day? Like, that's my only complaint is that, well, I probably have more, but, like... 
why that day? Like I like I it's know. so mind boggling tone deaf that nobody went. And there have to be like multi like layers of approval before stuff like this gets denounced. The fact that nobody went, hey, wait, maybe we should do this tomorrow. Yeah. I don't, I'm trying to think of like reasons why they would like be like, no, let's release this now. Like, I'm trying to think of like when that Star Wars show releases because they don't want to be like, oh, two things at once. But I don't know, man. I don't know. But this is very surprising. Like, John Favreau, like that seems very random like obviously like there's that picture taken of him Lawrence Kasdan and Ron Howard at the um the Super Bowl and I was thinking oh like maybe he's gonna play a part which obviously he's gonna play that little monkey dude in solo but I would have never guessed that he would be doing something with Star Wars especially something like live action TV like I would almost think that he would be doing like a movie or something because he has history with movies with like Iron Man other shit I can't think of right now the other Iron Man, like it's Lion King, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they just, they really wanted a name to put onto this TV show. Cause they not only have to sell a Star Wars TV show, they have to sell buying the streaming service that this TV show is on. And, yeah. and, you know, like you said, John Favreau, I mean, Iron Man launched the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And he's, he's somebody who, who is a draw. So I can see why they wanted him involved. Or, quite possibly, he wanted to do TV. Like, maybe he wanted the chance at some longer form storytelling yeah i don't know like now too i'm thinking like all right so since this is announced like has he already started writing like when do you think this is going to be announced because the streaming app i believe is going to be released in 2019 i feel like i've i know this but i keep forgetting like here let me look this up disney streaming app i feel like we talked about this before Disney streaming service. Um, 2019. Okay, yeah. Sweet. With content like Star Wars and Marvel, Disney Studio and Pixar films. It's a lot of Disney. Now, I would think, and this is just, this is, I mean, I'm obviously, I mean, who, who knows what's going through their heads, but I would think you want that Star Wars show to launch with your platform. Yeah. But, I mean, also, look, at this point, they can talk all they want about hiring diverse writers and directors to work on this show. I I no longer believe them until they actually do it. I agree. Like, the fact that they had to add that or that they added the divi- that divi- diverse group of writers, like where are these people, you know? Like, they never talk about, you know, the writing group and everything. And there's a lot of, like, fantastic, like, people of color, like, women, too, that are part of, like, this writing crew. And they do, like, a beautiful job, you know, like, with the movies, with the TV and everything. And I feel like, you know, they're never really talked about as often. 
<sighs> but I don't know Lucasfilm, but I'm yeah, like okay, like cool. Like I'm I'm interested to see what John Favreau might do with uh, this uh live action series. Like I I'm trying to think of like what he could do. Like it was really funny. Like I was talking to my dad. I'm like, what do you think that John Favreau is gonna do with this? And he's like, I would love to see like some Jedi stuff, just a bunch of Jedi everywhere. And I was just like, okay, dad. But you know, I could see like, you know, the Jedi Academy or like Jedi like way before Yoda's time or not the origins of the Jedi, but something with the Jedi or something. Maybe he's doing that Star Wars resistance shit. I don't know. I do. My 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 question about a, a Jedi centric show would be Jedi cost money because Jedi have lightsabers mm-hmm. and force powers and lots of special effects. So I, I I do I do wonder whether they would do a Jedi centric show just for budgetary reasons. That's true. Maybe too they'll take a gamble in this because it, obviously it's a Disney streaming app, but people are paying for this app service that will be anywhere from like ten to twenty dollars a month, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to pay to see this like kind of stuff. So, you know, I almost think of like Game of Thrones too and how like their first season was kind of like you can tell that was like low budget and then like now you look at it and it's like dragons fucking everywhere and shit. And, you know, maybe like the app will get to that point in these like shows where it's like, okay, cool, we're seeing some Jedi and then like Jedi everywhere forcing lightsabers everywhere, but... I don't know, man. I'm not good with that, like, money shit. And, like, oh, like, well, because it might cost this much in the budgetary refinements thing. Yeah, know. it's yeah, it's annoying because, and this is because Twitter is awful, but it's, like, you can't, you can't even, like, talk about, like, hey, maybe this announcement was mistimed or fucked up or just annoyance at the lack of diversity without being, people being like, why are you shitting on John Favreau? John Favreau made all these great movies. He's going to do a really good job. I'm like, that's it. You know? Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, there's a couple things. One, there's tons of people who would do a really good job. And also you can think John Favreau will probably do a good show while still thinking, okay, but there's tons of people who could have done a really good show who would have brought a different background or a different voice and some like genuine behind the scenes representation and Star Wars needs that. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's really hard to be on Twitter sometimes cuz it's really hard especially when like this stuff goes on and when when you're like okay, look who's film why are you doing this and people are like, "Well, why are you hating on John Favreau?" It's like, "No, that's not the point. It's like the point is, is that there's an issue going on with the selection of a lot of things and it's not being addressed and it doesn't look good. Like, yeah. And and it's not against, like it could have been like one of my 
favorite writers. It could have been, hey, Neil Gaiman's going to write a new Star Wars series. And yeah, I'd be super excited, but I'd also be like, guys, come on. Get somebody of color. Get women. Like, and don't announce an International Women's Day. Uh, International Women's Day. I can't believe that. It's just, it was, it was just sort of perfect in terms of how badly they've handled this part of it. Oh, Star Wars. I hate, you know, okay, so like, I'm going to go on Twitter right now and search like Star Wars and I'm going to go on like a post that you know was just put up and like i'm already seeing people being like oh or i you know you see people all the time like the last jedi sucks or this sucks or no like on international women's day when they posted like all the women of star wars and some asshole was like take rose tico off it's like what the fuck is wrong with people like i star wars twitter sometimes are just people people are just fucking awful and it makes me so just like annoyed sometimes because it's like I love this fandom so much like I love you know that I was able to meet everyone throughout my love of Star Wars and podcasting but god there are some fucked up people in this world who say uh, I don't know it's just it's weird I don't like it people need to be nice like I don't get where you get in life by being a dick like but anyways weird rant over and on to the next rant because there was a series finale of Star Wars Rebels recently yeah and it was okay I I enjoyed most of the series finale Maybe almost because it was the series finale. Like, if this was just, like, two episodes, like, they would be okay. Like, that last, like, the Wolves in the Door one where they go to the portal and shit, like, that was probably, like, my all-time favorite episode because it was it was really good. But I don't know. Like, these two episodes, like, not a lot stood out to me. So, like... There is a guy on the Rebels crew that tried to be like, oh, hey, Empire, come here. This is where the Rebels are. Then they get all the wolves and all the wolves take the Empire and shit. And then Thrawn's like, okay, Ezra, I'm going to tear up Lothal. And everyone dies. But if you come up here and surrender, then no one dies. So Ezra's like, all right, I'm surrendering. And that was the first time that was like, Ezra did it. He's grown up. (laughs) Like, it was a beautiful scene because, you know, after that, you know, like, surrender or everyone dies, like, he, like, gives Sabine this look and, like, he, like, force pulls down, like, a something, like, up above so, like, he could escape and she kind of just looks at her and he's like, I'm gonna go. I don't think he said that. I don't remember. I haven't seen this episode twice, but then, like, Chopper kind of knows too and just like everyone's just like trying to be like Ezra don't do it but like he does it anyways like he is selfless for once 
And it was, I don't know, it was a beautiful scene. Like, I feel like he has really matured since Kanan died. And I wish I would have seen more of this Ezra in this series. But, I mean, cool. Last minute character development. You know, at least it happened. At least he didn't, like, end it with, well, family's everything. You know? Like, and then... So, did you watch this at all? No, I just read what happened and went, oh, thank God I never watched this show. So, like, I thought that it was interesting that, you know, when they're all just chilling on Thrawn's ship because, I guess, Palpatine, old man Sheev came in and was trying to tempt Ezra in a cave. No, it was like a, it was like a part of a ship. But, like, he went inside, and he's like, oh, I resurrected the temple for you. Go meet your parents. And Ezra's like, no, man, I have to let my parents go. And then old man Chief got mad, and then he sends in his, um, his royal guards that don't do shit. Which, back to that. Why did old man Chief just let Ezra go after that? Like, you would think that if Palpatine asked you to do something... And you do didn't do it, like he would fucking kill you. Yeah. And Ezra's not dead. Like he's chilled in space with the space whales and Thrawn as we know it right now. Like that's the thing that I'm just like, okay, why is this happening? Like, I get it. Like, I get, okay, cool. It's a great way to be like, all right, so this is true that Luke was the last Jedi, you know, or whatever. I'm like, I'm okay with that. But it's like, I still have questions, which is why I'm like, was this really a series finale? Like, close- it wasn't closing all the books because every- they're all closing the chapter or closing the whole fucking book because it's like everything's still open. Like, I still have like 500 questions. And honestly, I think that's a good thing. I think that shows that part of me really did enjoy this show because I still have questions. I'm still thinking about it. It's something that I'm like, I'm not like, I'm done talking about rebels. Like I never want to talk about it again. Like it almost intrigues me in a way, just like Dave's writing too. Like the fact that I don't know why Ezra and Thrawn are just chilling in space with the whales. Like I don't get the purpose that, well, I guess like Ahsoka like comes to the very end and she grabs Sabine, and they're, I guess they're going to go find Ezra, you know? And it's like, why? Like, I don't get the point of finding Ezra. And the fact that Thrawn is still alive, too, I just don't get why Ezra didn't kill him. Like, uh, I don't know. Um, And, well, look, a lot of what I have to say, we'll get into a little bit more with um some of the emails we got. But... Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I just, I have a problem with Filoni being so attached to his characters that they trump um, previous canon. And I, I don't, I don't like that. I feel like if you can't tell a story that fits in with previously established things and you have to you have to like oh well when so and so said this it really meant this i think then you shouldn't tell a story during that time period um it i i just it it rubs me the wrong way and i don't i don't like all the oh well 
look, like these characters were in the like they were actually at this battle the whole time. We just never saw them. It's just it reeks of like the worst fanfic cliches. The fact that they named the kid Jason, <laughs> like, go fuck yourselves. Like, it's just, it doesn't mean anything for that character to be called Jason. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's, uh, Why is there a space child, though? Like, after the finale, I just wanted to, like, text someone and be like, why is there a space child? Because I don't get it. Like, obviously, like, they were banging. And no one ever said they loved each other or shit. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, there's a kid. Like, I... Again, worst fan fiction cliches. It's it's weird because it's, like... (sighs) The one thing that's, like, I'm thinking about, and I this is, like, really stupid, but, like, Kanan and Hera were never married. And this is, like, the first relationship in Star Wars where an unmarried couple, which is, there's nothing wrong with that at all, that an unmarried couple had a kid. And I'm really interested that not a lot of people are talking about this. Because, you know, like, Star Wars, like, they're always married. Like, Han and Leia were married. Anakin and Padme were married, you know? Like... It's just something that's been on my mind. Like, I think that's, like, really interesting that, like, this kid came and, like, they were, like, cool, like, they weren't married, but, like, I don't know. I never really thought about that. Probably because, I mean, I just can't possibly care about any of these characters. But, I mean, honestly, for me, like, look at it, and I know people would really love this show, and I know people really love these characters, but for me, that's the reason I never got into this show. It's it's not even the quality of the show, which I don't think is very high. But I watched a lot of shows of shitty quality because I really liked at least some of the characters. And I just I just never connected with anybody on Rebels. I didn't either. You know, maybe at times like Maybe I connected with Ezra and I was like, family means everything. Cause it's like, I would go through those stages, like my, like my late teens, earliest twenties where it's like, I don't want to hang out with my family. Like, blah, I want to be alone. I want to be with my friends. And then like shit would happen. And I'd be like, family means everything, you know, like, but you know, I don't connect with Sabine at all, but her story arc was really good. Um, I don't connect with Chopper. I'm not that sassy. <laughs> um, I don't connect with anyone, but maybe that that's that too. But like, I almost feel like too, that was like kind of Clone Wars too with me is that, you know, I love the series, but I didn't really connect with like any of the characters. Like, sure. Like there's shit that happened. Yeah. I guess, I guess Clone Wars at least had some people that I previously mm-hmm. cared about. So I just sort of, I went on caring about them. Like, I care about Ben. So even when he's a total dick on the show, which is like most of the time, I'm like, okay, I like I like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, um, you know, I actually I, I actually pretty much like Ahsoka on the show. She um, She's somebody I, I've become interested in, even though I, I don't know. I don't know how much I really like deeply care about her. I find her 
at least enjoyable to watch. And I like Bale Organa, mostly because he spades Jimmy Smits, and I'm always going to like Jimmy Smits. He's great. Yeah. I remember I didn't like Ahsoka at first. Like, I think I was very like, Anakin has a Padawan. What the fuck is this? But like, I don't know. Like, after either when I stopped going through that phase where I'm like, what the fuck is this? And like, finally started like watching the Clone Wars. Like, I got it. Like, I could see like her growing up through these episodes. But with Ezra, I didn't. And thinking back to like, maybe it was just his training. Like, maybe Kanan was not really the best Jedi trainer, which he was a Padawan. So, of course, he's not going to be the best trainer. So, like, that's probably why, you know, Ezra... But, you know, Ezra had that strong-ass bond with his parents, and he was so obsessed for a long time, you know, finding his parents, and, like, the whole the Thal thing, too. Like, that was one thing, is that, like, I get that's your home planet, but, like, spending three or four seasons just, like, I'm gonna save this planet, I'm gonna save this planet, and then when they finally do, the Empire was just, like, now we have better things to worry about. (laughs) It's... I don't know. Like, I just, I, I, it's just one of those, okay, we're just going to ignore this because, yeah. I don't know. I mean, again, like, I've watched plenty of not great shows. I mean, I watched, like, six seasons, at least, of Smallville, which was terrible most of the time. But there were a couple of characters who I really, really liked And so I would just watch it and I'd go, oh, this is really bad, but I genuinely like and care about a couple of these people, so I'll just watch it. And, you know, I watched all of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which was at times really, really good underrated television and at times just utter shit. But I, I cared about Willow and I cared about Dawn and I cared about Cordelia and Giles and Xander. I never actually really cared about Buffy, <laughs> but but actually, you know, I never cared about Clark Kent on Smallville. Like I liked the side characters, yeah. and and so I don't even I don't even have to like Ezra. I just have to like somebody, and I just don't. Yeah, that's hard to like. You know, especially, like, going back and, like, me kind of realizing that, like, this show isn't meant for me. It's really hard to be, like, I don't connect with these characters at all. But I just want to see how this story finishes. I feel like that was the main reason why I was so, like, uh, like invested in Rebels, kind of. Because it's, like, this is a story in Star Wars. And it's, like, I really love Star Wars. And I love, you know, most of the stories from it. And I want to see how this ends or how this starts or, you know, how this becomes this. But I don't know, like some episodes I was really excited about and some I was really just disappointed. And I was like, this is 22 minutes of shit. But then again, it's like some episodes are really great. Like the Twilight of the Apprentice episode, I think, where like Vader and Ahsoka fight. Like that was probably another one of my favorite episodes, something I'd wanted to see since Ahsoka was like walking out of the Jedi Temple at the very end. But. I I don't know. Like, I, I'm happy this show ended on its own terms and that, you know, they're moving on to bigger and better things. But I'm just thinking, like, of their next series. And obviously, like, it's so fucking obvious that they're just going to take 
everyone from Rebels and put them in a new show because of how fucking open-ended it was. You know, Ahsoka with his staff being like, come on, Sabine, let's go get Ezra. Like, I... I don't get the significance. I don't get, like, why we need this. Well, obviously, it's it's cool. Like, people like this. Awesome. Like, this is what the people want. But it's, like, why, why is this relevant? Like, will they turn this into, like, the resistance? Or, like, I don't know. But it's, like, the same time, it's, like, all this shit going on right now in the galaxy with, like, Kylo Ben, the First Order, and shit, it's like, where's where's Hera? Where's Ezra? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, I don't know. I just, I don't mind shows ending, like, open-ended. I think that's fine. Yeah. But for me, like, when you're fitting into a, a previously existing time period, then it becomes much more of a problem. And also, I just, I don't, like, I'm, I just, again, I don't care about these people, so I'm hoping whatever is next is away from that. And if they want to, they want to, you know, do, like, some Rebels comics, or they want to do some Rebel stuff down the road, fine, but, I mean, God almighty, like, pick something new and different for your next animated show. I agree. <sighs> but, farewell, Rebels. It was... It was nice knowing you. And uh, that's it. <laughs> I hope Ezra Bridger is having a fun time in space with Thrawn right now. With the, the space whales. I like the space whales. Like, I got kind of misty eyed when I saw those space whales because I was like, they came back for Ezra because I, I kind of really liked that Ezra had that little thing with animals. Like, that was the one Ezra thing that I was really okay with because it's like, that's fucking cool. Like, I want to have like a nice bond mm-hmm. with animals. Like, I fucking love animals. But I enjoy a good space whale. I know. Doctor Who had a really good episode with a space whale. Oh, really? Yeah, it was very good. It made me cry a lot. Oh. I don't think I've ever been at that point yet in like TV shows too, where it's like I was just genuinely moved and just like cried. Oh my god, I cry at TV all the time. I've been watching, I've been rewatching um, ER because all the episodes are up on Hulu, and this is a show I used to watch with my mom like back in the beginning. And so I've been going through. I finally made it like I think I've made it like four episodes in so far. I have cried at all four of them. Oh my god! <laughs> like just like. Tears. <laughs> like, there's an episode, and it's actually, I think it's in the pilot, or at least in the second episode, where um, Dr. Ross, who is George Clooney's character, he's a pediatrician, and there's just, like, this baby, and, like, a, not just, like, a little kid, but, like, genuinely, like, infant, like, a baby, who is obviously being, like, abused. And when he goes into, like, angry protective mode about it like just like crying automatically like protective george clooney over an adorable little baby no i was i lost it (sighs) oh yeah i i never got to that point yet like i've been reading like old books because i've just finished the um last jedi novel okay we'll talk about in the future i am waiting on my reserve to come in from the library. I should be getting it soon. 
Sweet. I can't wait to talk to you about it because there's this like one thing that like really got me like it, it, like sincerely like I had to like read it back because it just like melted my heart into like a billion pieces and a book hasn't done that with me in a long time so I'm really excited to talk to you about that but um well Emily oh I watched, watched some, I watched some Clone Wars watched the Clone Wars I almost didn't watch the Clone Wars this week because I've been watching, I've been watching Deadwood because it's my favorite show of all time. And um, okay, so full disclosure, like I'm in a pretty like bad, like depressive like state right now, and so that affects my enjoyment of everything. And so I was just watching like stuff that I know I can put this on. I've seen it a million times. I like it. It'll be background sound. It'll distract me from my brain being broken. And so I was like, I don't know if I want to watch Clone Wars, partially because I don't, I'm just like, I really didn't enjoy the ones last week. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch this because then I'm just going to shit all over it. And that's not particularly fun for anybody. But I watched two episodes. And the first episode, I'm like, oh, man, I definitely shouldn't have been watching the Clone Wars because I didn't (laughs) like it at all. Um, This one was... This was uh, episode 11 of season three, Pursuit of Peace. And this is following where we got off last time with the whole, like, we're going to vote to go deeper into debt and deregulate the bank so that we can continue to have the war. And then there was, like, the, you know, the false flag, like, terrorist attack on Coruscant. And so this picks up after that. Um... I don't know. We learn like there's this like hollow from Dooku saying that, you know, the Republic attacked the separatists. And then uh, we learn that Padme's uh, separatist senator friend, the one who she went to 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 try to like work out the peace accords, like was killed. And so, you know, the Senate's all in an uproar. Um. And Bale is basically like to Padme. He's like, well, there's no way the Republic actually like targeted and killed this woman. Dooku killed her and is using it as an excuse. Um, and so like they go to the banking clan and they learn that the banking clan is going to charge like 25% interest or something insane for this loan to buy, I think like 5 million more clones. Again, we're put, we're going to put aside my, my problem with the clone army thing and that we're buying people, but let's, let's, (laughs) that's a separate issue. So, um, (laughs) I don't know. There's a whole bunch of boring shit going on. I, I just feel like, okay, here's the thing. I'm really, I'm really interested in politics and political like dramas. Like it's one of my favorite category. Like I watched, I loved the West Wing and I really loved like both the original and the Netflix like House of Cards and like the show. I, I like I like political intrigue. I think Star Wars does politics badly. I think it's it's got no nuance to it and it's just really dry and really dull. But like so we see like that people have been hired to attack and threaten the senators 
who, you know, are against this banking bill. So, um, Padme's, like, the one she calls Uncle Far, is that his name? He gets attacked. And then Padme's also, like, almost killed, but she gets away. And then Bail Organa is going to make a speech to the Senate, but he gets attacked. And so Padme's going to have to step in and do it instead. And Padme has been, like, talking to one of her handmaids who is is from like a planet that has been deeply affected by the financial like strain that the war has put on the republic. And so then Padme goes and she makes this really like impromptu but very impassioned speech. And so like like wins some people over to her side. And that sort of, sort of it sort of ends with Palpatine with Palpatine being like, well, we have to at least pretend that we're still a democracy right now but i don't know overall couldn't give like less of a shit than i did about that episode but i did like the next episode because the next episode was night sisters so i got a whole lot of ventress and some cool kick-ass like witch women and that i enjoyed like the Night Sisters is a term that I've heard, obviously, but I never like looked too much into what it really was. Um, so basically, um, Darth Sidious thinks that Ventress is getting too powerful, so he orders Dooku to kill her. Um, and it's during this battle, like where she's fighting, um. Anakin and Obi-Wan and she calls her back up and Dooku's like well nope like any pieces out and she's super pissed so she goes back to her homeworld and to the Night Sisters and basically then they do this whole attack first of all they do this magic where they turn into like shadow people and that was really cool and they also have um, like, she doesn't use her own lightsabers. They use, like, Jedi lightsabers. So that Dooku, even if he does manage to sense them, he won't know that it's them and he'll think it's attacked by the Jedi. Um, and so they have this really cool attack. There's this this pretty, like, great-looking battle sequence between them all. Um, and, like, throughout this episode, we see, like, little bits of Ventress's background and how she was, like, um, given away when she was just a little baby. And we see, like, a couple of her masters killed. And then we, we see a little bit of, of Dooku being like, I'm going to teach you the dark side. And then at the end of the episode... Dooku goes to Mother Talzin and the Night Sisters being like, hey, I was just attacked. And um, Mother Talzin tells him that they're going to send him a new apprentice and this time it's going to be a male. And I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be Darth Maul. Mm. Okay, yeah. That's a yes. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> 
but I like the Night Sisters a lot. Cool. Like I just, I just sort of like the design of them because I always like the Ventress design too. But I think that like it's just like an interesting look, and I and I kind of like the magic stuff. So that episode was I liked it a whole lot more. I mean, partially probably because I hated that first episode so much, but this one I liked. Oh well, shit! I'm happy. Like. You're happy, I'm happy. Like, you know, like, I really did enjoy that episode, too. And, yeah, I think look, that's one of my favorite scenes is, like, Count Dooku in his pajamas, like, fighting the, the <laughs> sisters. It's just good. Like, I, I have to say, for the most part, this show does really well with the, um, with the lightsaber duels. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked the added difference here of them being, like, in, in this shadow form. Yeah. Oh, and there's also, there's this cool scene from the beginning when she's fighting Obi-Wan and Anakin. And this really, just, like, really struck out me. Because at one point, Anakin and Obi-Wan are, like, below her. And they each have their lightsabers out. And she pulls out her dual sabers and leaps at them and like uses her basically uses her lightsabers to bounce off of their lightsabers and do like this flip and land behind them. And it's really badass. (laughs) Oh, my God. I need to go back and rewatch some of these episodes. Like I. Who was I talking to? I was talking to someone recently just about like how like. You know, some of these episodes just are, like, really good. Like, you can just, like, watch him whenever. Or, like, watch, like, certain episodes with, like, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka. Or, like, a, like I said, like, Ahsoka and Padme. Or, you know, I, I really enjoy most of the Padme episodes. But, you know, like, Asajj Ventress is one of those characters that I, too, have really enjoyed. Like, she has, you know, the next couple of seasons with her are like probably my favorite like from this point on like everything with her is amazing yeah i really i really need to to read dark disciple oh yeah but i think that i think i might wait until i'm done with the clone wars <laughs> um i'm partially just because I, I, I have so much like on my to read list already but but I've heard really good things about that book, and I like this character, and I want to know more about her. And I liked the little, like the little bits of flashback that we got. Also, she's an adorable little space baby. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so I cute. knew you would say that. I, I ha- like yeah, like the little a- little alien kids. Totally a sucker for it. Human kids don't care. Cute little alien kids, <laughs> all about it. Literally me. Literally me. Well. Oh, glad you enjoyed that episode. Oh, um, random-ish kind of, but did you watch the Star Wars show when they released that deleted scene of Phasma, the al- the alternate death scene? No, because I decided I just want to watch them all when it comes out. Smart. Okay, so we won't talk about that. Yeah. So okay. Oh, this was this was a nice thing that happened today. Um, mm-hmm. because okay, so. When this episode releases, we'll be a couple. We'll be really close to the Blu-ray release, but the I thought it was coming out on the digital releases first. Why the fuck do I keep forgetting that? So 
digital releases is on Tuesday, on the 13th. Uh-huh. And Jason Ward of Making Star Wars had a couple of um, download codes from Voodoo that he was giving away. Um, I, I noticed this from, from a lot of, of um, Star Wars podcasts and sites today that, that Voodoo had given codes. And I got one of them. And so I now have, or I mean, I will on Tuesday, have a digital copy of The Last Jedi. And so thank you to Jason Ward and to Voodoo for that. That was a good, something nice that happened. Um, That makes me happy. I love that. Yeah, because I wasn't going to bother to get the digital first. But now I'm just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. no, I just need to watch something that I like. (laughs) I need to see some porgs. (laughs) I need to see That's the best thing I've heard. I need to see uh Laura Dern being beautiful and amazing. <laughs> and you need to see Poe rub a BB eight stomach. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> because the Oscars were after we recorded last week. But did you did you see them presenting? I didn't because I I couldn't watch the Oscars because of special events. Oh yeah, that's right. But and I saw the didn't he did he like because I think I saw like the gif of it. Yeah, he's like yeah, he, because they um they presented um one of the awards I can't remember and so yeah he's out there and then bbb bb8 comes rolling out and he like goes over and like just pats him on the belly and i'm like oh my god oscar isaac i could not love you more he's great oh and mark hamill just got his star on the walk of fame yes i was gonna see it yesterday but it was too rainy and I was like, I have too much to do and I'm anxious, so let's just do one thing at a time. But that was nice. That's well-deserved. Yeah, I love Mark. I heard, I haven't seen, like, the the speeches yet, but I've heard nothing but beautiful things. Like, you know, Carrie was mentioned by Harrison and, you know, I guess, did did old man George say anything? I mean, I didn't, I didn't read what he said. I just read what Harrison had said. And then yeah. mostly I just looked at the pictures. And there's some really, like, there's a great, there's a really great picture of, of Harrison and Mark hugging. And it would just, like. And, and somebody, I saw somebody on Twitter say this, which is just, like, just imagine the speech that Carrie would have given. <laughs> oh, my God. And I just, like, ugh, I miss her. I do, too. Like, there's this video recently of her talking about kylo ren and she references him as her idiot boy son or something and I'm like <laughs> idiot boy I'm like i love carrie so like i just sometimes just i hear things about her from her and i'm just like you know even reading the novel like i'm like damn you know yeah i mean she was just she was such a presence and like so smart she was like just like one of the like the sharpest people i've ever seen like in interviews just always so funny and so invasive and honest yeah i love going back and like like uh watching old interviews from her 
Like, she's just so fucking funny and great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, um, do you want to dive into some emails? Oh, let's. Okay. Wait, there's one. Wait, my Alexa's about to go off. Just a second. Let me. What the fuck? Hey, Alexa. Don't turn on during the podcast. I have have headphones on. It can't hear you, but something I said. Like, who knows? (laughs) I know. Okay. (laughs) But, oh, one other thing. I was doing. I was doing my taxes on Friday night because with okay, so there's a thing where with like the depression part of my brain, it's like we're not gonna do anything. But then the anxiety part of my brain at like 10 30 on a Friday night was like, no, you need to do your taxes right now. So anyway, I did them and I'm getting some money back, not a lot, but between the money I'm getting back and the like reward points that I have from Sideshow Toys. I'm pretty close to a new Star Wars hot toy price. And I'm either going to get my man Tarkin because I we all know how I feel about him and the figure is awesome or there is the Hoth Leia. And the Hoth Leia is like the likeness is crazy good. I mean even by hot toy standards which are always Almost creepily realistic. The the Leia one is great and comes with some like just amazing accessories. Like there's an oxygen mask and there's binoculars and there's all sorts of things. But oh my god. Like, okay, so Hoth Leia is probably my favorite in terms of Leia's costumes. But I have while I don't have any hot toys Leia's, I have other Leia's. I don't have any Tarkins. Because there's not a lot of Tarkin stuff out there. Yeah. Like, I have the little Tarkin, like, Funko Pop, but I don't count that. And the Tarkin comes with a chair, which is pretty sweet and unusual for, a for a, like, a six-scale figure. And also, like, because, you know, these often come with, like, multiple hands, so they can, like, have different gestures or be having different weapons. And the Tarkin one has one where he's, like, pointing one finger, like, indignantly. And I love it. So right now I'm leaning towards that. So if anybody out there can help me decide, I'm probably, I'm probably like another couple weeks away from getting it. Partially because they often run like free shipping deals and stuff like that. So I'm just going to sort of wait to see if anything pops up in the next couple weeks. But if anybody can make my decision easier, if anybody has either or both figures, hmm. Let me know. Well, I think that you should do Tarkin because I almost feel like with your Mendo collection and all the other stuff you have, I almost feel like that Tarkin would like really like fit in with that, you know? That's true. And I do like my Imperial guys. And I could put him next to my Stormtrooper. Do you count Han now as an Imperial guy since like technically he was an Imperial for a little bit? No, but... I feel like I'm going to like Imperial Han. I hope so. I wonder how much of Imperial Han we're actually going to see. I hope we get a little bit. Like, from what I saw in those Legos, like, we obviously get him in some sort of uniform. And I like a man in the uniform. Mm-hmm. Let me just say that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the Imperials have really good uniforms. 
They do. They do. Mm. Fantastic. But so emails. <laughs> emails. Sorry, we were Googling over men. But um, I'll read the first one from – I think this is um, their first email sent to us. Um, Rabia Khan? I, I, th- I think maybe Rabia Rabia? I think so, but if we're mispronouncing your name, I'm really, really sorry. I am dreadful at pronouncing names. Me too. And they write, Hello, Canto Biters. I hope you're both doing well. I heard your complaints about Rebels, and I 100% agree with them. So I stopped watching after Maul died. (laughs) I applaud that you're able to stop yourself because that is something I cannot do. <laughs> I have to go. All, I have to go all the way. <laughs> but anyways, um, but I don't like the excuse that it's just for kids. I get that I won't tend to like things that aren't made for me. But as the only Star Wars show currently on air, Disney should have tried to make this show more for everyone. I enjoyed a lot of the children's sci-fi shows like Phoenix and Ferb and Jimmy Neutron. Wow, it's like during my time. But those had ambition with superior writing and better animation in my opinion it seems star wars rebels cares only about getting enough cool footage for an interesting trailer but doesn't care about making a great show since they they will always have an audience and i believe children deserve better than incredibly repetitive show i can't fucking read all right zoom in zoom in sorry my mic decided to be like but Anyways, and I believe children deserve better than an incredibly repetitive show with a really annoying lead. They may say Ezra is a teen, but as a teen, I can tell you he acts like he's 12, which makes him really annoying to watch. I hope they don't make the mistake with future shows and give us something everyone can enjoy. But I'm not trying to diss Rebels fans. I just wish people would stop or people would stop saying that it's okay because it's for kids. This really applies to all media for people of all ages you can demand equality from creators and you shouldn't settle for less yeah thank you for this this is actually something i've been thinking a lot about it's something um i was talking about a little bit with um with jess from rebel girl on twitter about this because she was she was talking about quite a bit which is okay it's a kids show is an excuse for things like oh there's the, you know, they always shy away from the violence or, you know, they don't go into some of these themes. Like, that's fine to say, oh, it's a kid show. But there are lots of kid shows out there that that are really good and that are watchable and enjoyable, like, for me as an adult. Like, I, and, 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 and talking about Disney, I was obsessed with the show Gravity Falls. I am not the target audience for Gravity Falls. I am 34 years old. Gravity Falls is amazing. (laughs) It's actually probably, in terms of pure enjoyment and sort of like the happiness that it brought me, probably one of my top 10 shows. And it's brilliant and smart and like, like challenging and funny and, and very ambitious. And so I think I think that the fact that any time you say anything bad about Rebels, 
the response is, well, it's a kid's show. I think that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, I totally agree with this. And, you know, I get that people try to be like, oh, it's for kids, you know, because George Lucas says, you know, like Star Wars, like, you know, it's for 12 year olds, you know. But we had such like strong, you know, words. But do you think that the Clone Wars was more like violent than the couple of episodes of Rebels that you've seen? Oh, definitely. Like, that's the thing, though, is that, you know, people use that, that Rebels is like, this is for kids. But so was Clone Wars. And Clone Wars was like, killing people left and right and stuff. And this show can't even show a wolf, like, throwing someone off the edge. You know? Like, it's it's weirdly very, like, we're not going to show anything bad happens. Like, we're not even going to show people kiss until season three. Like, it's it's very, like wholesome in a way and i maybe that's why a lot of people connect with like rebels and maybe that's why a lot of kids do because you know it's very wholesome family oriented and clone wars was very like anakin and obi-wan fighting a bunch of people in ahsoka and weird zero the hut does something funny and everyone laughs so then Jar Jar comes in and acts like a Jedi which is one of my favorite episodes but yeah like and <laughs> now I don't I don't know this because I don't pay well, I'm, I don't pay attention to this stuff anyway and and Clone Wars was long enough ago that I wouldn't know so it's sort of an open question but d- does Rebels draw more of an audience than Clone Wars did you know I what am I going to do right now is look up both of them because if you go on their wikipedia page you can see no i don't want to go on wikipedia wikipedia because <laughs> you, you can see like okay so let me go to season three so like these episodes were getting like three million three point two like in season three so i'm gonna look up rebels star wars and I'm going to see what their season three was like compared to... This is like a learning lesson for everyone. Like, this is a very exciting... Okay. So, let's go down. All right. So, Emily, want to place your bet? Do you, <laughs> do you think that season one... Or no, season three, episode one of The Clone Wars did better than season three, episode one of Rebels? My guess is they're going to be like pretty similar. Okay. So, all right. Season three, episode one of Star Wars The Clone Wars, released on September 17th, 2010, with 2.42 million viewers, which isn't bad, but isn't the best. While in September 24th of 2016, uh, season three, episode one of Rebels premiered with 0.56 million. (laughs) Now, yeah, okay. I mean, there is. These numbers are pretty fucking bad. Like, even the series finale. 
dude, these are like point two, like. Now, I, now I will say I don't, I don't like those are bad numbers. I don't know how bad they are for Disney XD. That's true too, because Cartoon Network is probably, well, definitely more successful, I think, than Disney XD. Well, and also, okay, there's a couple things going to this. One, um, depending on where you're getting the ratings from, it might not have in the people who watched it later on the app. That's true, too. So, uh, and and nothing gets the ratings like it. I mean, well, I mean, nothing gets ratings like it did in the 90s. But even, you know, even when Clone Wars were on, less people were watching things online. But no, those aren't those aren't great numbers. I see why the show's not on anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that whatever show they do next, well, obviously they're going to do it on the Disney app or whatever. They need to get the fuck away from Disney XD. <laughs> Here, oh, and like, I mean, because again, I'm going to talk about how much I love Gravity Falls. And I know people have <laughs> this problem with Rebels, which is the scheduling is so fucked. Or they'd show, like, and this drove me insane. Like, it'd be like, oh, the season premiere. And then, like, it'd be, like, three weeks before the new episode. I'm like, you can't, you can't do that. Like, that's how you, like, do the opposite of building an audience. Is making your audience have to search for your show. They would always change, like, the times, too. Like, I think it was, like, the first couple episodes of the fourth season. It was, like, premiering, like, 12 a.m. at midnight or something. And I'm like, what the fuck? Also, like, yeah. Like, further fuck you, Disney XD, because they still haven't done a full series release of Gravity Falls on Blu-ray. It's only, like, it's one of those, like, it's, like, six episodes, like, just randomly on, on, like, DVD. Just give me the whole show. Or let me buy the whole show on iTunes or anywhere. Let me give you yeah, money. Disney. Let me give you money. It should not be this hard. No, Emily, it should be free. You should not have to pay for it. Disney, give this to Emily. I know you're listening, <laughs> Bob Iger. You, you're listening right now. Give Emily what she wants. Okay, please. I mean, I'd be okay with that. But like, literally, I would pay for the, I would pay for Gravity Falls on Blu-ray or on digital download. It like that show makes me extremely happy. It's so fun. I mean, they have a little gnome that vomits rainbows. Like, come the fuck on. It's the best show of all time. It's it's probably a little weird that two of my favorite TV shows are Gravity Falls and Deadwood. Like you could, <laughs> like you could not get further apart in terms of tone. But oh okay this i'm like looking up this show right now it looks familiar okay yeah you've probably seen the little gif of the little gnome that vomits a rainbow gnome oh it's so good you should watch i think you'd really like it it's so cute (laughs) that's funny i've never seen that before the the gnome oh my god i'm surprised i i love that it's one of my favorite gifts and i use it a lot but Oh, the pig looks familiar. That's my recommendation of the week. That's my recommendation of the week. Watch Gravity Falls. Okay. Um, Not just to you, like to everybody in the whole world. Okay. 
I'll do that. Oh, and the other thing that everybody should watch, because we're going to be talking about it on episode 33. This is episode 32, by the way. Episode 33, we're going to be talking about Animal Kingdom, because we're starting off Mendo monthly movies. <laughs> so watch Animal Kingdom um, and email us about it or tweet us about it. Because we're going to be like diving into that. I'm so excited to watch all these Mendo movies for the first time. Like, I I don't know what to expect, but I'm nothing I'm, but I'm greatness. I'm interested to see your reaction because it's, <laughs> it's it's dark and it's fucked up and it's violent and he's scary as shit. I'm like wondering if I should live tweet it like as I'm watching or just just like I don't know. I'll have to plan out how I'm going to do that, but. Oh my god, I can't wait. That'll be great. Yeah, I think you should live tweet it mostly for my own amusement, <laughs> but then you have a deal. I'll probably do that like on Friday night or something. Oh, but thank you for your email on Rebels. <laughs> yes. That was a really good email. Please email us more. But anyways, um here I'll read um the one from Dom. Hey girls. I wonder how Brito's doing on the Seinfeld thing. I'd like to make a recommendation. Watch the one where George tries to give himself a nickname, though everyone knows you can't just give yourself a nickname. Sorry, I don't know what the episode title is. Ask Team King Tom. You'd be very familiar with the concept. Your faithful canto bitch, Dom. Oh, Dom. I do love Dom. I do, too. I think he's coming to L.A. for um, Steel Show because he didn't go to the one yesterday, so I'm really excited to see him. He's great. We always have a good time just, like, talking about Star Wars stuff and just other stuff. Like, he used to live in San Diego, too. So we bond over, like, San Diego things that people don't know about. So it's just, it's really funny. But, yeah, uh, Seinfeld thing has not happened yet. I need to... Okay. I need to sit down and, like, just write a list of, like, episodes that I need to watch and start reviewing them here. Because I... Just one thing leads to another, and it's, like been having to write a lot of papers for my classes recently so like this is like yesterday and today are like the first like two times and i'm like oh yeah fun you know yeah so i will definitely try to get on that soon like i'm going through i think i'm finally going through midterms right now because i thought like two weeks ago i'm like i have midterms but like i just had a midterm in one of my classes and then i have one i have like a midterm like next week which like it was like three pages long of info that I need to know by two weeks. So, or next week. So <laughs> school, <laughs> but I will definitely um, try to fit in some Seinfeld on there. Cause I really want to watch it. Cause like everyone always references Seinfeld. I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And especially like the one where George tries to give himself a nickname, even though I, I think I know who George is though. George is the tall one, right? No. God damn it. <laughs> That's Kramer. Okay, Kramer. I like Kramer. Kramer seems funny. Kramer's funny. George is the stocky, chubby one played by Jason Alexander. Oh, okay. Okay, that makes sense. But uh, thank you, Dom, our faithful canto bitch. Love ya. Alrighty, next we got one from our friend Sam. And he says... Hey, Brittany and Emily. I really enjoyed the finale, but was apprehensive on the show seeming to end on a cliffhanger. But I quickly became excited at the potential for the great stories that leaves open. For example, do you think we'll learn 
Ahsoka met up with the hermit Ben Kenobi while he was on Tatooine. Tatooine, Jesus Christ. Sorry, I've been been drinking wine this whole episode, so. (laughs) Maybe they leave the planet for an adventure. Oh, Sam. (laughs) Do you think these new plot threads will... Do you think we'll see these new plot threads resolved in one new show or a show with accompanying books and comics? Maybe a movie. Thanks, Sam. Um, okay, let's go to your last question first, which is if we'll see these resolved. Um, I mean, I think we'll see stuff touched upon. I think, I mean, especially considering we were just looking at the ratings and Jesus. I, I feel like if you're starting a new show, you got to start a new show. So it, you can maybe like later in the show draw into some other stuff like sort of like how rebels didn't start out with ahsoka and then you can become a character later on but i i think the next show has to establish itself as its own thing though i wouldn't be surprised if we saw in some comics yeah i almost think it's a little unoriginal that they're having to like borrow ideas from certain things to like make a series like Clone Wars obviously was you know like the adventures of characters we already knew and then Rebels was just kind of like kind of after that you know other characters we might have known like a Jedi like we had to bring another Jedi here and then obviously like the cameo episodes were you know going back and like looking at episodes of like Rebels I'm going to do that again right now. I almost would think that the episodes with like the Obi-Wan cameos or something like did better. But I'm going to look right now to see like. Okay. I mean, I I watched the Obi-Wan one just because I wanted to hear Steve Stanton's sweet, sweet, sweet Obi-Wan voice. I love Stanton. Oh, my God. He's the best. He is wonderful i'm trying to see um twin sons yeah twin sons was 0.4 okay and the series finale was um or no sorry the season finale of that season was 0.5 so it's weird because i would think that some of these like cameo filled episodes would do really well but then it's like i go back to season one and like the one with like r2 or whatever in 3PO, because I believe that was R2 and 3PO that were in the second episode. That was like 1.3 million. But the, again, the series premiere was 2.74. So, yeah. I think, I mean, I guess it's just, it's not, it's not enough of a draw for a show you have zero interest in. Mm-hmm. Especially if, because it's not, it's not like these episodes are standalones. So, like, you have to have some prior knowledge of what's going on, or the episode's just confusing as hell. Yeah. You know... But... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. What were you going to say? No, I was going to move on to the um, Ahsoka Obi-Wan thing. So, if you have anything else on this, go ahead. I kind of (laughs) forgot. Sorry. No, no, don't be sorry. It was me. I'm always like, hey! But, um... Yeah, Ahsoka on Tatooine. There's no way in hell that old man Ben Kenobi is going to leave that little boy Luke on that planet alone. Like, I don't ever see that happening. I don't think I want to. Because what's the point of him being there? 
Oh my god, and, and and Sam, dear Sam, I love you. You know that I love you, yeah. which is why I can say on this podcast, what the fuck, dude? No. <laughs> ben, he can't leave the planet. He's like, he, he fucked up royally and he has now made himself into a hermit and devoted his life to watching out for Luke Skywalker. He's not allowed to leave. Ever. It's why I'm very wary of an Obi-Wan movie. I am too. And it's like as much as I want to see Ian McGregor again because I'm in love with him. Like I, what is this movie going to be? Like obviously I'm going to be excited because Ian McGregor and he's beautiful. But like, like I, I don't know. Like, but the announcement will come and I'll be like, oh my God, Ben Kenobi movie. You know, like I, I don't know. I I could see, maybe she'll come visit him and be like, "Hey, what's up?" But I don't think Ezra told anyone where Obi Wan is. I think we were talking about that at the live show yesterday. Just like how, for some reason, Ezra just didn't tell anyone that he saw Ben Kenobi. Oh like, yeah, the last Jedi. One of the last Jedi. Like, that's kind of weird. Like I would think that like if I saw something like a, a rare butterfly i'd be like i just saw a really fucking rare butterfly yeah i wish you know like, i wish they had at least done a scene where obi-wan is like kid you can't tell anybody that i'm here yeah like you can't draw any attention to the fact that i'm here because it would it would put luke in danger like something another thing too is that if Fader was fucking smart and was like watching over Ezra, he would find out where Obi-Wan is because Ezra went to go visit Obi-Wan Kenobi. So like Fader could have like killed two birds with one stone, you know? Like I and it's like I don't want to think of Vader as like a bad villain because of this show. But it's hard for me not to because like I just don't get like why these people were still existing in the galaxy. Like and why like I guess like they weren't that big of a deal to Vader or anyone. Like they took over a planet. Like that's a big fucking deal. And the fact that the Empire kind of just like let that go because of Scarif. Like I don't think I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's it's a big problem for me. Uh, well, thank you, Sam, for the email. Yeah, thanks, Sam. You the best. Uh, okay. Do you want to read um, our last email, Emily? Yes. We got an email from the infamous Robbo. Um, <laughs> if you are a Steel Wars Patreon, which I highly recommend, he does the Robbo report with Steel. And they just released, I think it was episode four, and they talk about Rebels and also the um, the interview that Steele did with Ben Mendelsohn, and it's it's really good. So I encourage you, if you are a Patreon, to listen to that. And I'm not just saying that because Robbo says some really nice things about me in it. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to it. Anyway, no. I haven't listened to it yet. He liked he 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 liked my 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 question about the, the, the grin. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I loving all these podcasts, like reviewing episodes of other podcasts. Like, is this basically, <laughs> know, it's is this basically like another, like, just like them talking about the Mendopod? Because honestly, like, I'm, I'm, I'm living, like, I'm here for this. Yeah. I'm happy anytime that there's a lot of conversation about Ben Mendelssohn. So, all right. To his email. Hey, it's your boy, Robbo. <laughs> oh, <Wait. Robo. laughs> I finally got around to watching Rebels. I've only seen the last few episodes of Rebels, but they seem pretty good. I like what I've seen better than what I've seen of Clone Wars. Despite the limited budget, some of the visuals are downright beautiful. It's also fun to see all the little variations on stuff we're familiar with, like those anti-aircraft gun towers that are like the Death Stars, except really tall. But does everything in Empire need to have TIE fighter wings now? One of the new ships uses them as landing skids. Standing on its own, Rebels is a lot better than the internet meant me to believe. But the show also seems way too comfortable with changing the context of the original trilogy. Now, at the end of Return of the Jedi, Luke is no longer the last of the Jedi in any meaningful way because Ahsoka survived. She wears robes, fights with lightsabers, uses the Force, etc. She's a Jedi in everything but name. Thanks to Rebels, Luke is now the last of the Jedi because of a technicality. Can you... Or your listeners think of any way to restore the power and context of Yoda's last words as a non-ghost without ignoring rebels. Um, yeah, and like I said earlier in the episode, this is part of the big, big problem that I have with rebels and with Dave Filoni. Is I I feel like changing the context of those lines is shitty. And when you have to go, well, what Yoda really meant, or from a certain point of view, that's that's it's it's bad storytelling. And again, if you can't tell your story within the previously defined context of previous canon, maybe you shouldn't be telling it at all. Yeah, like I'm trying to think of like the last question, just about like how meaningful it was that Ahsoka survived or, you know, the last of the Jedi that they would be or words rambling. Um, like I'm trying to think of an excuse why Ahsoka isn't technically a Jedi. Like, cause technically she's not like, she's a Padawan, but it's like, she still uses the force and shit. Like maybe she was just chilling and cause she was on Malachor for a long time, I think. But then again, Dave Filoni is another thing we don't know. So I I get it. Like I get the suspense thing, but it's like just annoying when I'm being teased for so fucking long. Like I'm so straightforward. And I almost like when Star Wars is like that too. Like obviously, you know, like between movies or something, but Dave drags us on for like so fucking long. And sometimes it's like I don't care anymore. Like, the Ahsoka thing, like, cool. Like, I was happy to see her again. But why is this happening, like, two years later? Like, I I would have liked this sooner. I would have. But then again, it's like, oh, it's like, okay, no, like, that's why he's winning because I'm getting mad over it. But, oh, Dave, I love you, but I hate you. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, but... I'm 
Robbo, I think it's interesting that you like more episodes of Rebels than uh, what you've seen in the Clone Wars. I didn't. I thought you've seen the Clone Wars, Robbo. That's interesting. I. I almost because I think of like the animation styles too, because you know for some for some reason a lot of people say that. Well, I don't know if this is like one hundred percent true, but obviously like the the budget for Rebels wasn't as like great as Clone Wars or whatever. But I can kind of tell with Rebels if that's not being what. No, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no, Brittany's not. Brit. Brittany is not apologizing for her feelings because I like that the last like scene in the series finale just looked really off. Like the animation just looked weird. Like how Sabine was animated. I don't know what was the point of that. Like maybe they were like hinting that this is going to be the new format of the next series, which I don't know. But yeah, like the animation with Rebels isn't something that I've always been like really interested or impressed by but going back and like the obi-wan episode that animation for that episode was beautiful Mm -hmm. some other episodes it's like okay like i like the force wolves like i heard somewhere that they can't have they can't afford to have more than like five people on the screen at the same time or something i don't know if that's true or not but i remember hearing that and i was like what yeah, I guess I guess sort of. I mean, I sort of have no idea about the cost involved in animation, which sort of makes it hard to talk about. But I don't know, like they do some cool stuff. Like, I, I, you know, again, I haven't watched a lot of this, but I liked for all my problems with the time travel shit. I I liked the look when they went into that place. Like, I thought it was cool looking. I thought that I thought they did a really good job of giving it like this really distinctive, interesting um, visual to it. Yeah, like everyone was like comparing it to Back to the Future, also, and I was just like, I don't know. Like for some reason, like I was just like really okay with it. Like I was okay with that there is this portal, and Ezra was able to go into it, and like he closed it. So like that's it. Like it's one and done. Like. No one's ever going to go back in like that was my like head canon of like that whole experience was that, you know, almost that Ezra's lucky that he found this because, you know, any other Jedi probably could have done that, too. But then again, Palpatine was kind of like waiting at the other side. So maybe it was like a whole Palpatine scheme. But I, I don't know. But dang, old man Sheev. Why didn't you do anything about that boy on Lothal? Why? I love Ian McDermott. I love seeing him in the series for the short period of time, but I would have just loved seeing him do something to Ezra. And it's like, I know they can't kill the main character off of the show because... Yeah, you can. It's for, yeah, but it's... With this, like, I, it's very dangerous to kill off a child in a show. Eh. I mean, look, first of all, he's a teenager. He's not like a child. Also, it's your last episode. So what does it matter? I, you know, that's a good point. Like, why it would matter, like, killing off. But, like, for the kids, for the children, I'm trying to think of, like, the kids. But, like, I don't think that they would enjoy seeing a character that 
they relate to like die like in the ways that probably like a lot of other people wanted him to die you know yeah but i I mean i guess at the end of the day that that just goes back to my whole problem with it is then then don't do a story about a jedi in this time period like that's that's what it keeps coming back to for me like i know i've said that a lot but i i mean it's it's i can't get around it no it's true like that's like a very valid and true statement like i uh, like oh rebels do you have like a favorite rebels moment even though you've only seen it like i've seen like six episodes of the show what's your favorite moment from those six episodes of the show Okay, I I literally don't remember a single thing that happened in the first ones that I saw. Um, I watched some ones before I went on the bad motivators, but I have no idea what the episodes were about. Can't remember a single thing about it. Um, I guess I like. Steve Stanton being Obi-Wan even though there wasn't nearly enough Obi-Wan in that episode I I liked that that Obi-Wan like I thought the the look was good on him even if the, the ultimately that fight scene with him and Maul was disappointing and over too quickly yeah I'm kind of in the boat that is like it should have been probably longer, but then it's like I respect the you know the samurai quick battle, and that's how Obi Wan is. Like Obi Wan is obviously a changed person, and Maul is still resenting Obi Wan for taking off his legs. But have you ever seen AP Five sing in space? No, and I could tell you right now, I would not enjoy it. Emily, it's it's pretty enjoyable. Like coming from me, the Jar Jar lover, it's pretty. No kidding. No, like I, for some reason, like when I think of Rebels, like the shit show that it kind of was, like the biggest shit show moment was probably Steven Stanton singing in space, like. I just, for some reason, I thought that was just, I didn't know, like, why it was there, but I didn't question it, and I didn't want to live my life without not seeing that. Like, it was just just so good, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just, it was just random. It was no context it was like the perfect amount of weird for me that i'm like i'm on wait where the fuck is that ap5 in this season four like (laughs) i'm mad now where where's a god damn it rebels and dave filoni where's ap5 i don't know maybe you can have like a ap5 lives question mark yeah, that's gonna be our merch. <laughs> After-
after Canto Bitches, we're going to do <laughs> AP5 Lives. <laughs> oh, my God. But damn it. Damn it, Dave Filoni. Man, well, uh, thank you. Thanks, Robbo, for the email. Yeah, and uh, Robbo does a podcast called The Wookiee Genome Project, which looks sort of at the stuff that influenced Star Wars. Um, I was on a couple episodes that he did before The Last Jedi, looking at the the stuff that uh, Ryan Johnson had the, the cast watch in preparation to doing the movie. Oh, yeah. I'm behind on those ones. I need to go check that out. Because I wa- I've listened to some of the the like first couple of episodes of the Wiki Genome Project, and that's really good. Robbo's just really like you can have a conversation about anything with Robbo. Like that's what I love. Is that he's just like so into it, and it's like really it's a great quality. Yeah, Robbo's a really good guy. Hopefully, we'll meet one day, all of us together. <laughs> That'd be wild. <laughs> <laughs> That would be wild. Well, this was, God, episode 32. 32. Where can people find you on social media, Emily? Uh, You can find me on Twitter and occasionally on Instagram at EF Lind, that's at E F L I N D. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at Canto Bite Pod. Um, you can email us uh, questions or comments, or right now we need top three topics. Uh, anything you want us to give our top three on, whether it's things like top three aliens you want to cuddle or top three people you want to bang, um, that's at Canto Bite Pod at gmail.com. How about you, Brittany? Well, first off, we need an updated bang list. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I mean, I don't know if mine's changed all that much. Maybe after solo, though. Ooh. Yeah, because I feel like mine's... I'll have to go back and um, go back to mine. But I feel like mine is definitely, like, changed. So... We'll have to do that again. But anyways, um, you can find me on Twitter as CantoBrit. And if you enjoy our show, please rate and review us on SoundCloud or iTunes or whatever you listen to us from, because that helps get the show out there. Or just retweet the new episode announcements and tell people that you enjoy the show. Yes, that'd be great. Well, I hope you all are having a great day, week, year, (laughs) and I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I feel like I just said that, so happy goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.